0: The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock main cast. On the show today, we'll be discussing how Millwall can get in the bin... We'll be looking at the Chelsea game and ahead to the West Ham game. We'll also be joined by the chair of Marching Out Together to talk about inclusivity and the Rainbow Laces campaign. But first, the week began with the club creating a civil war in the fan community with members and season ticket holders vowing to fight to the death for ballotted tickets that don't exist yet. The club clearing things up days later after the dust had cleared declaring season ticket holders the winners. Uh, Leeds have joined forces with Bananas in Pyjamas. Um, <laughs> sorry, Banana Ninjas, no? Um, ninjas in Pyjamas. In the club's effort to win the virtual Premier League, leaving Leeds fans asking Phil "Hey, but Phil, are they any good? <laughs> Niall Huggins signed a new deal with the club after... With the club, but after the year we've had, let's face it, we all need a bit of a hugging.
1: <laughs>
0: Despite our valiant attempts to break the lockdown curse, by casting a spell in main cast number nine, Leeds lost again in London to a clever and expensive Chelsea team. Given we almost snatched an undeserved draw, the disappointment we felt at the result underlines just how far we've come under Bielsa. And from cockups. cock ops the German defender needs knee surgery after picking up an injury in the early moments of the Chelsea game after hearing some gruesome stories of cock surgeries we're hoping it doesn't leave him out for too long
2: I was going to say I've had loads of emails like offering surgery in that exact area so I'll just forward them (laughs) on to
0: Leeds United we can uh, extend that offer (laughs) for uh, at least until spring and Big Kev is still casting his big shadow in the background, as Energy Drink Advert FC have asked FIFA to make a ruling. Luckily, FIFA are corrupt as fuck. So a simple bribe should get us out of it. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. And in non-Leeds related news, it was Groundhog Day in London, as Leeds lost in the capital. Millwall fans were racist. Sorry, (laughs) anti-Marxist. And the streets of London were flooded in attempts to stop a second wave. Not the first time Southern-centric policies have left most of the country in tears. Mm -hmm. We're eagerly awaiting the counter to the Communist Manifesto, presumably the Millwall Manifesto, though we're confused as how a group of working-class Millwall fans can gain political power whilst being against the working class gaining political power, which is a main tenant of Marxism The FA put out a strongly worded condemnation It's important to remember that Leeds City were obliterated for paying footballers wages We were fined £200,000 for watching a training session from a public footpath. Yet Millwall EFL Family Club of the Year 2017 Not only, not only do they continue to exist, they get a strongly worded note and the worst part What good is a note? When they can't (laughs) read. And after a particularly testing argument with his wife, an Italian man dubbed Forrest Gump has walked 280 miles in a bid to cool off. Some girls have been reported saying their arguments would only make him walk 20 miles. If only he'd supported Leeds, he'd have circled the globe at least three times by this point. (laughs) Um, Bill Gates is said to be delighted after wearing Margaret Keenan like a glove (laughs) the 91 year old (laughs) (laughs) the the 91 year old in Coventry has become the first person to be injected with our new overlords microchip Intel inside (laughs) 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 that's how she wakes up that's the new alarm Experts in biotech warfare are expecting her to be running marathons in the next days. Um, speaking of marathons, Kevin Sinfield has run seven in seven days and the process raised over £2 million for motor neurones disease research to support his friend and former Leeds Rhinos teammate Rob Burrow and Sam Marino are licking their lips looking at Southgate's England as another incredible waste of time lies ahead of us, ready and waiting to give all our players injuries okay that was the fairly uneventful week my name's adonis you know me as the Adelites. and joining us today is our resident riot badger alex and good afternoon and our man so new i don't have a nickname for him rob
1: <laughs> how we doing all right
0: go on then <laughs> tell me about
2: it i was <laughs> no, saying it's quite an uneventful week isn't it it's not much has happened you know been quiet I don't I had any arguments on Twitter only the first 5,000 yeah it's been great
0: (laughs) I guess firstly uh, the Chelsea game
2: yeah it was I think it was um, disappointing because we looked like we could have got something out of it for the first half we weren't far away from them in the first half Um, and then the second half they just came into it and just it beat us at a canter which is really disappointing it would have almost been easier to just get hammered. I'm far nil. But no. Yeah, but we held his own. Uh, Lampard celebrated like he'd won the league. Prick. And yeah, we move on.
1: I agree. I think second half, the, the, the quality difference really showed you can't um, give him that much space and time. Um, and again, classic uh, us under BL, So we we we're guilty of not converting his chances. I think if you give... Um, teams of that quality or that expense, should I say, <laughs> yeah. uh, the the ability to to run in behind or drop off, especially against what was a makeshift centre back pairing for this season, at least anyway, then you were always asking for trouble. And I think at least people were, were honest, or from what I've seen, the reaction from the club has been honest enough to say that we were soundly beaten um, mm. by a team that. Um, costs more, but it's also a massive golfing quality. They're a much better side than us, aren't they, really? So, But it's just tantalising, I agree, with Alex there, to be fair, because first half, you look at it and you think, right, all right, Bamford gets off uh, off, off a brilliant pass, uh, world-class pass, and, a, and a, a equally as good finish, and then you think for the first 45, we might have a chance to take something from it, but yeah, second half, we were well and truly beaten, and uh, move on now to winnable home games, and, uh, and then the scum, innit. it? I think
2: the one thing that we've got to add on the Chelsea thing, you could have a trained monkey on the sidelines managing that club and you'd still have the same result. There is no yeah. coaching that's come from that slimy little prick. Um, just what it is. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> a, a trained monkey in, instead of a, a, a trained snake in <laughs> yeah, a, slithering it. around in a human suit.
2: That's it. Oh, God, I just can't stand them. And failing upwards, cats on people who fail upwards. It
1: was a bit it's of a lack of it, humility, isn't it? I yeah. think he's uh, his celebration at full time, all the kind of stuff he'd been media trained not to say in the run up about the very, uh, you know, short but ill fated um, beef he seems to have got with Bielsa's way of philosophy and footballing. I think that all came, you saw that at the full time whistle. I agree, he celebrated like they won the league, which is. You know, it's a bit of an overreaction considering most of their fan base thinks that we're relegation fodder. So, um, I don't know why you'd be celebrating that much again. I, I, I dare say he probably doesn't celebrate like that when they beat Burnley or Chef United or someone like that.
2: I no, was just happy that he can go and take a shit in changing um, rooms, you know, because this is a traditional after <laughs> is
1: Indeed.
0: So we have uh, we have launched a campaign uh, this season to raise money to put a children's toy in the last food parcel delivery of the year. And through your overwhelming support, we've raised over £3,000. And that money, a large chunk of that money, has now been spent on 300 toys. And the photos are on Instagram and uh, Twitter, at All Elves, aren't we? Um, And it's just when the pictures came through of the, the little... Shopper elves going and buying those presents. It just made me feel very warm and fuzzy inside. Um, and it reminded me of when I was a much smaller human being, um, six, six years old, and watching these um Christmas movies with the with the elves in in the in the Santa factory making the toys. And and I, I kind of had this a moment where I just thought, we've well, done that, you know. Yeah. We've it's not just uh, us in particular on this podcast, but the people at Slung Low and everybody who donated. So thank you so much for that. And Alex, you have an announcement yeah, along so those
2: lines? I met um, Mr. Cleek today um, and he was kind enough to sign a, a few canvases for us. Um, <clears throat> so there's three that are going to be available. There's one that is the same as this one behind me. It's of Alan Road. It's uh, 120 centimetres by 80 And that's signed uh, by Matthias. Uh, That's going to be auctioned off. uh, Sorry, it's going to be raffled off for LUFC Food Bank. And then we've got two more. So we've got the smaller uh, 80 by 60 of uh, Clicks Graffiti at Ellen Road. They're both signed. Uh, One of them will be auctioned off on Twitter. So it'll be basically, we'll decide a a time when the, the best bid wins and we'll be going on the, the Tweet timestamps, and then the other one will be raffled off in the same way. So everybody's got a chance. It'll be a small raffle um, contribution, or if you want to splash out and get the auction, you can probably buy that there. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, been really nice to to deal with Mattis. He's been really down to earth, and it's simple to deal with. So it's nice for a guy to take his time out to do that for us. So uh, we'll be uh, doing the uh, click ones for Slung Low.
1: Yeah, and having, uh, having seen a preview picture, mate, thanks for sharing that. They look absolute quality, so... Nice. Um, a proper piece of memorabilia of, uh, a quality piece of art for someone to, to hopefully win and, and obviously go for a good course I think it's a fantastic effort that and well done to Click for me, uh such a gent and, and joining in
2: yeah thanks thanks to him for meeting a strange looking bloke stood outside Costa Weatherby with a, a silver <laughs> sharpie in his hand you know <laughs>
1: Probably the only person stood outside of Costa in Leeds that isn't looking for Bielsa. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's it, yeah. I stood there and had the, the canvases and some guy goes up, is that a new sign for Costa? No, mate, it's, I'm meeting somebody who's going to sign it. Oh, it's Champions, and I went, that's Alan Road, Leeds United. You know, we were Champions last year. Oh, I don't follow football. So why are you talking to me, mate? Put a mask on, leave me alone. But yeah, so um, it, while it might, the money for the, the click ones um, might not meet the... The toy target, I guess, because that'll all have been paid for. It's still going to go to um, Slunglow, which you know they will need that funding for January. Uh, so if everybody can donate as much as possible, um, we'll uh, make sure that we're contributing as much as we can.
1: Yeah, and having been up, I went up to Slung Low uh, two weeks ago to drop off my my contribution to the to the effort, and just want to say huge huge um, admiration I've got for the people up there. They're doing an absolutely amazing job. Um, it's uh, it's a shame that we have a society where people so many people need access to food banks but it's important that we rally around I think as a community and it's great to see so many people getting involved to support them because they're doing a really really amazing job um, yeah. so yeah keep up the good work and Merry Christmas to everyone that's so getting involved and helping
2: yeah I ordered Fantastic. some, uh, some where's, where's Wally's books to go to them and through Amazon ironically one of them went missing <laughs> 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 you just couldn't write that <laughs> we should be getting that then.
0: So, uh, let's, uh, that's that out the way. Um, now Marxism. Yeah. Millwall. Um,
2: <laughs> originally the taking the knee was a, um, a gesture for black lives matter. So black lives matter is a statement as in you agree that people of color, black lives matter. They do matter. All lives do matter if you want to take the macro statement, but black lives matter as well. And that's the whole thing is that that's been, has um, been neglected for quite a few years now. And that's what it's trying to bring to. The problem is uh, that some people then adopted black lives matter as a slogan for a political movement. And they've said some not nice things and uh, a lot of um, statements like uh, defund the police, which, you know, is too broad a statement for it to make sense uh, for it to, for what it actually means is to remove some funding from police to give to education, etc. But it, you can't just hide behind defund the police. So there's been a, a, a movement to pull away from the BLM um, movement for, and then we've got um, no room for racism on the shirts. So that's what the knee is, is taken for. But the problem is, is that people like Millwall supporters that booed. Not all Millwall so- supporters boo, but the ones that did still want to associate the gesture with black lives matter in quotes TM, the, the political movement. So that's their easy out is that they're booing a Marxist, a neo-Marxist movement. None of them can explain what Marxism is and how the taking the knee is Marxist. But this is what I, I tried to say. And the example that I moved was a guy comes out and says, I don't think people should kick puppies. So I'm going to use the statement, don't kick puppies. And then somebody turns around and says, well, actually, there's a political party over here called DKP, and they've said some really not nice things. It's like, well, I still don't think and puppies should be kicked and then get called a Marxist for it. It doesn't work. None of it makes sense. Um, But yeah, it's just people using that as an excuse to be racist. Come at me.
0: I don't give a fuck. I mean, firstly, they're saying all animals shouldn't be kicked. (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah. You know? And then they're saying... um, Oh, the Don't Kick Puppies movement. That's, that's communist, that is. <laughs> yeah. it, doesn't, it, it doesn't compute, does it? No. Firstly, they're full of shit, aren't they? Because we know that they're racist. Hmm. We know that because we saw 50 of them chanting, I'd rather be a N-word. Oh, no, I'd rather be a, a P-word. Than uh, from from Pakistan. yeah I'd rather be one of those than a Scouse. yep and they, they they've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. They, there was, there was there was no movement there was no huge movement like the, the the club did like Leeds did in in fanzines in the in the '80s to kick, to kick out the the fascists and, and, and the racists. There's nothing like that for Millwall. No, why and why and why wouldn't they do that as a club? Mm. Because that's all the revenue gone. Yeah, exactly.
2: And that's I think that shows you why the statements come out from the supporters' club as it has, because they're <laughs> protecting their membership. Because I think if they came out and actually said the right thing and said we condemn those that booed, um, because you might have your misgivings for it, but you know you've got to be respectful for the players that are on the pitch who've taken that gesture. You booed your own players. They've come out and said, oh, well, you know, they aren't racist, really. They're just booing people who've, um, you know, desecrated Winston Churchill's statue, you know. It's, fuck off. You're just protecting the, your membership. The,
0: the wording was, "The wording was, if you think that booing was racist, you should have heard what some of the other supporters were saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's inter- I think, for me, the whole thing's gone mad. I, I mean, you know, there is an embedded... Culture of racism within terrorism within football still that I think does need addressing. I think there are or have been massive strides by most clubs and associations to try to tackle it. But there is obviously still a lot more to be done. I think what I find most baffling is that people are trying to... You see the word politics brandished around a lot. People say, oh, we don't want politics in football. Well, I don't, for me anyway, consider... Um, equality amongst men and women or, or of any kind of colour or creed to be a political issue. That, no. that, that, for me, doesn't make sense. I don't understand why fans are trying to excuse booing a gesture. And I agree with Alex, the confusion between the Marxist side of what a political movement has taken on but also the actual core reason why the why the players are kneeling, which is not that, and people yeah. bringing in all these third party elements just goes against the hard work that football clubs and associations are trying to, to do. It's almost like blatant justification for what is in essence um, embedded racism within the sport, and it needs to stop. We all know that. I just find it baffling. But then, you know, associations and and even you know the good work that goes on by by clubs. Just gets undermined by this really small, you know, section of fans that um, no one really seems to want to come out and fully condemn, unless you're a, you know, talk sport presenter or a pundit looking for likes and retweets. Uh, I don't see really any mainstream organisations fully condemning it, not just releasing statements. I mean, actually taking action against, you know, and the same at Colchester. You know, it wasn't just Millwall, was it? This similar thing happened at Colchester. Um, Mm -hmm. which I think their club has come out and sort of said, again, issued a generic statement. But for me, I think if we really want to see um, racial equality embedded and clubs and fan bases to understand it, it's not just a football issue. Obviously, it's a societal issue that needs to be taken, you know, in much wider context. But there is certainly a lot more that those football clubs that are involved in that could have done to have uh, condemned it. I think personally, that's just my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think the politicising thing is the people who are against it have got to drag it. They've got to label it politics and then that puts it into an area where they can debate it and say that it's bad and then they can denounce it. And that's what they're doing. They're bringing you to an area where they can... It's pigeon chess. So you're playing chess with a pigeon it will just knock all the pieces of a shit on the board and walk around like it's won anyway. That's exactly what they do. They drag you into an arena where they think they can win. Um, If we're talking about political gestures in football and now I, I agree with remembrance but that's exactly the same thing not everybody agrees with remembrance but could you imagine if if that was booed i think there'd be a massive uproar and you know the same people who'd be saying oh well you know we're entitled to our opinion they'd be the ones that would be announcing it as well and saying oh we need arrests and we need this we need that you can't pick and choose your virtue signal were millwall right to boo you know putting up hole it's it's that provocative yeah, clickbait yeah. shit yeah
0: but that that's exactly the point that you make though isn't it it's about the reaction hmm. so if if a, a, a remembrance day um minute silence was booed um the reaction to that would be very very different hmm. to how the reaction has been to taking a knee yep and that yeah. proves that there is racism inherent in it if even if you didn't look at all of the other evidence <laughs> of which there are you could write several books about it um okay i think we've done that topic now um let's move it back to Leeds um uh, for a second um so cock is out <laughs> yeah <laughs> Now Rob you you looked up the uh, you brought up a stat with injuries
1: We have not had a fully fit squad um, for Bielsa to pick from and that includes all senior players been 100% available since uh, a friendly at Southend in July of 2018 <laughs> which I, I found absolutely and I can't take credit for that stat that stat came from um, uh, Twitter but I, I've not verified it but it, it comes from a very reliable source so We've not had a fully fixed squad to pick from once since a Southend friendly in July 2018, which Brilliant. is quite mind-boggling, really. Uh, I think
2: Adam Farshaw's got a second lot of blame for that. Yeah, really. exactly.
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's worrying, I think. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to overplay it because we've got plenty of positional players able to cover. You know, you could put Strike in there um, as a mixture of center off. Obviously, Lorente coming in against Chelsea. Um, I don't think it's disaster However, um, like everything in football, it's just bad timing, is it? I really, really thought yeah. Cock was starting to fit in. Uh, the Cock fitting in. Uh, <laughs> excuse the, the, the words there. But I think he was starting to fit in in, in that uh, back, back four. And I think he was um, starting to make his mark a little bit, cutting out the silly mistakes. He's a player. There's no doubt he's a player. And we'll yeah, he'd
2: inserted thing. himself quite well, I thought. I thought we were doing quite well.
1: Hey, <laughs> Yeah, so it's a. Uh, although what what's not clear for me, and you chaps might be able to explain this a bit further, is the, the the length of the injury because I don't know if the German German FA someone from the German FA had had an interview with Bild, I think that's how you pronounce it, the newspaper Bild, Bild, and they'd said that they were hoping to have obviously have him back in spring, but I assume that's just because the next international friendly or competition he can play for for Germany is in the spring. I don't, he's not going to be out until the spring surely. or is he?
2: I don't know it's Rob Price in it so he'll probably have him he'll have him Jamal Blackman's knee ligaments and the sword in and uh, he'll, be, he'll be back by next week
0: he's having surgery so yeah sometimes takes a little while to recover from that okay so that's cock done um and now let's have a think about West Ham Alex yep do you have any thoughts on uh well, the emmers the
2: emmers the the, the Oh, that West Ham! Oh, Mr. Borling, No Fucking, the, the, they're going to be fans back in the ground, in there, which is great because they'll fight each other, and that's the best thing about West Ham because they just cr- scrap each other. It's great. Um, <laughs> no, it's, I mean it's not really a, a classic there fixture was, for there me. There was so. that
0: time when they. Um- there was that time when they surrounded the chairman and the owner. Oh, and throwing, they were throwing season tickets at
2: him, yeah. <laughs> it's always good value. It's always good. Uh, but that's a, that's a massive ground, isn't it? The Olympic Stadium. So, um, and that's going to be just like 2,000 fans spread around that. I don't think it's going to... Is z- home? No, we're at home. Oh, is it home? Oh, this shows you we're how fucking home. detached I am. You know, give me a virus and I've got no chance. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, that, that's a good point then. So I'll, I might just pop down so I can see the new... Uh, new uh, lights on but yeah um, so there'll be no fans there'll be no scrapping so I'm not interested anymore just uh, sack me front preview let's get something else <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's not a classic fixture for me I, I'm I've, the only memory I have of it is like one all draws that I can't remember any classic games against West Ham um, I can remember that time when Gradle scored just before he left um, but other than that it's it's a nothing game for us I think we should get three points you borrow away yeah. Cracking volley. Remember that? No. I remember his volley against Wimbledon. He scored quite a few of them, oh. didn't he?
0: So. Mm. What a fucking goal that was. Mm. First day of the season. Uh, Away uh, at West Ham.
2: We always, you see, that, that period, we always went on holiday for the first day of the season and I missed loads of games, so that's one of them. Um, including the, the Wimbledon game. I was at... Um, Blue was it Blue Dolphin some caravan site on the west on the east coast <laughs> so I missed all that just got a phone call from my grand and said oh your boss scored a great goal I've tipped um, match at day for you so yeah no memories of them no memories of early games in them seasons
1: they look alright this year though the Amers, I'm not going to lie they don't look terrible under Moisey. I really thought last year they were lucky in the end obviously there was teams that were much worse than them weren't there and, um, but they did they were down the bottom scrapping and Like I say, I've got a a friend who's a season ticket holder who's a really, really die-hard hammer. Um, We we banter back and forth a lot, but I think they look a different proposition this year. I don't think it's necessarily just because of the um, signing of Ben Rama, but I think they do look... Bowen looks a danger. They just look a different different outfit. I I think we'll still win. Hopefully, we'll get the three points. I think we've got enough about us, but... um, Defensively, we we worry me this year. I don't know. Every time I watched us, we look, and I've obviously this is my first time joining the cast. So I've not, I've been listening, but I've not had a chance to weigh in on the discussion. But I am agreeing with what some of the other lads have said. I'm worried about us defensively this year. I think there's always a every time someone comes forward at us, we look like we might um, concede. Having said that, Meslier has got five clean sheets this year, haven't he? So <laughs> I he's, he's just
2: he's just a French barely pick up Farrell. That's all he is. Yeah, did it.
1: you
2: see yeah. that? <laughs> Quaver oh, what, what a take. Um, yeah, I, I think we looked uh, against Chelsea going back to that and what we're going to probably see uh, for the West Ham game is we look really vulnerable down our left side. Um, Alioski just was not at the races defensively. Going forward, I think he's really good. <clears throat> you know, he's a, an hard worker in that, but I think he's not a left back, is he? No. Um, do you
1: start Dallas there, do you think?
2: I, I probably would. I'd probably... And to put Rodrigo in yeah. for Dallas, but Dallas in for um Alioski. Yeah. Just same. just solidify it a little bit. Um but yeah, that down the right, Chelsea just had him us their right. So
0: we played hull and Dallas was at left back. Yeah. And Bowen was flying. He he was at that time he was the informed player in the championship. And Dallas was all over him because every time he cut inside Obviously, that's onto Dallas's right foot. So I'd expect Dallas to come back, and I and I expect I'd expect the players to be angry as well after that performance against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I think the build-up's all going to be Rice versus Phillips, isn't it? It's going to be kind of that's what the narrative that the media will go down. Who's the better CDM and all this? But I think the battle of the of the. of the, of the game as such the outcome of the game will be decided on the wings I do I really think it will be come down to who can get the better final ball and um, can we get Bamford on the end of it or Rodrigo coming in on the 18-yard box I think
0: I so, should point out um, that when Alex says uh, Melier is the French Bailey Peacock Farrell that's not actually Alex's opinion no that was not. a no. that was a-, a tweet <laughs> <laughs> That was a hot take from Uh, Twitter. Yeah. And he doubled
2: down on on it as well. He's like, oh, you know, the only only reason he's doing so well is that he's got a solid defense in front of him. It's like a feral Macedonian, um, Bill (laughs) Aileen, Cooper, a broken cock, and now Yorente, who just looked like a rabbit in the headlights for the first five minutes of him being on. It's not a really solid defense, is it? No. Um, But looking at the head to head, so obviously football uh, was only invented in 1993. So since 1993, we have met West Ham 20 times. And how many times do you reckon we've won out of them 20? 14. Well done. (laughs) Did (laughs) I get it? Yeah. Did you look that up? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. 14
2: wins, eight home wins, six away wins, and they have beaten us twice. Uh, One home win, one away win. We've drawn four. So yeah, well done. Last meeting was 8th of February, 2003, where we beat them 1-0. And who scored in that game? Wait, what What year was it? In 2003. Who's, hmm. Who scored for Leeds against West Ham? It was at Ellen Road. Saturday, 8th of February. Smith? Nope. Nope. Duka. He was from Derby on a very high wage.
0: Seth Johnson. There sure. we go.
2: <laughs> 20
0: minutes in.
2: There. He scored. And Raul Bravo
1: got a yellow card. Wow. So, Raul Bravo. Yeah, yep. I did not think that I would be talking about Seth Johnson today. I'm not going
2: to lie. I <laughs> showed you. So that's the last time we met in the Premier League. Obviously we met in uh, the Championship in League One. Um, but yeah, that's where we were. No, just Championship with West Ham, I think, wasn't it? But yeah, that's uh, that's the stats.
0: Very nice. Thank you, Um Lufc stats. It's
2: all right. Do you want any more?
0: L-U- 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 Lufc stats badger.
2: Yeah, but it's, it's like Lufc stats, but totally not asked. Like might have been far.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not real dad Was it September? I don't know. It could Does it been. matter? No, probably not.
2: February thirty first. or some you know? somebody else.
0: Okay, um, where are we going now? Ah, London. So there were pictures emerged of a very crowded Oxford Street. How did that make you feel?
2: I don't think one in it. One it, it Oxford Street, where really, because it was pedestrianised. I don't know where that was. Um, hmm.
1: There was a market in Nottingham as well that caused a bit of hassle, weren't there? We yeah. closed that down soon as I think it's daft, me. I mean, you could go at White Road Centre. You can go. Wall, you can go to an indoor shopping centre, granted, with a mask on, but I challenge you to walk into any of them on any evening this week and find everyone social distanced following one way systems. You know, probably only around 70, 80% or something will be wearing masks. And yet, we're not allowed to go and sit in a socially distanced setting, such as the Road, outside with a mask on for 90 minutes plus half time um, to watch your team play football. I think it's just bogus. I think it's bananas.
2: It's just the, the north-south divide, isn't it? It's all it is. is that it's one role for them, one role for us. And I've, that's what it's been like for my existence, is that there's been a different role for the Southerners, um, because apparently that's all where all the money is. Uh, and then it's a different role for us, those pie-eating Northerners.
1: Which, uh... <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad fans are back in stadiums. Don't get me wrong, I really am. And, and it had to start somewhere, so let's get the, get people back in. But, you know, there's, the thing is, and there's no common sense being used to allocate no. where and how.
2: But fans back in the stadium has given us Millwall booing um, an anti-racism gesture and Chelsea fans like screaming at Urente like they're school children. So <laughs> I reckon just ban them again, just send them back. What is that? I've never had that of a football game in my life.
0: Yeah. Is it? Is it also a bit ridiculous that every venue is allowed 2,000? Yeah, it is ridiculous. It should be a
2: percentage of uh, capacity. Of course it is. Mm.
1: You go somewhere like you know League One, most League One stadiums that or League Two, and that's fifty percent over than, than the than the full allocation of people. So, I think it was someone that said, you know, if there's a team, let's take I don't know, Scum. You know, they've got sixty odd thousand. If they can comfortably say to the you know Premier League, we can have twenty three thousand in socially distanced with the same model as what you're applying to League One, League Two, and lower down the pyramid, um, and and still guarantee safety within yeah. a degree. I don't see why it can't be used again. It's just the football authorities' lack of common sense. And I think for those conspiracy theorists that might be listening, there's a bigger agenda about the football becoming a bit more of a TV sport or a TV dictated sport, isn't there? Rather than yeah. a live sport. Um, yeah, I think I'll we'll probably save that for another conversation. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it doesn't make sense to me, some of the rules they're applying. And I think they need to review it urgently.
2: Yeah, I think that's probably where we will go. I think that we'll review it and it will go to a percentage of allocation, a percentage of um, capacity, because that, that's the sensible thing to do. Especially now that people are now getting vaccinated, um, as soon yeah, as fantastic. you know vulnerable people are vaccinated, it just means that we should really be able to go back to a little bit of normality, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I heard a uh, um, heard a rumor on Twitter that Margaret's been uh, breakdancing in Greg's this afternoon.
2: Yeah, sure, sure. So apparently she's told her, son, told her son that Santa didn't exist and it were a right laugh. Um, <laughs> there's a thread, I've retweeted it if you find it. It's a comedian that's changed his name to Margaret Keenan. And she's like, I'm feeling buzzing, lads. And it just goes down this whole timeline of what's going on. Brilliant. Absolute genius. I wish I'd have thought of it before he did. But that's why he's a comedian and I'm not.
0: So Marcus. the government's uh, fucked up again, basically. <laughs> copy
2: and paste that statement for every podcast for the rest of time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've one of those hotkey hotkey uh, keyboard things. I just it just have it on a button. And now Press we, the button. We've and done. the government's fucked up again.
2: <laughs> Our new section. The government's fucked up. <laughs> and today <in> news. <laughs> bum 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 bum. Government's fucked up. <laughs> Boom. What the fuck is boris done today? Nothing. <laughs>
1: Next Where the government, <laughs> fuck up of the wheel.
0: Kevin Simfield. Yeah, what a guy. What started. a guy. Seven, seven marathons in seven days. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Machine-like.
2: <laughs> one of the replies was, well, my mate's son did 26 in 26.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's always <laughs> one, is there? There's always, There's
2: always one. Always. <laughs> But yeah, I think that shows the, uh, t- I'm not a lead Rhinos fan, uh, but that shows the t- t- togetherness of a team, doesn't it? you know, where uh, Kevin's come out to do that for Rob. Um,
1: and it's... One of the quotes really was really, really got me where he said, um, he would have done it for me. I think it, yeah. I, I might be paraphrasing there. He said something like, he he would have done it for me, or he would do it for me. So yeah, yeah, outstanding effort.
2: I think one thing that I'm also massively impressed with, I mean, the money's fantastic. But the Technology that Rob's got to keep communicating as well in his own voice, I think that's brilliant. He's got obviously an app or something that he can type into that will read it out in his voice, and it sounds convincing, like Rob Burrow. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's a massive leap and bound. So, I think that's great. I think they're doing fantastic stuff for MND. Uh, so yeah, all power to them.
1: Yeah, keep up. I hope everyone keeps supporting them. And
0: there was an NFL player who got um, M- MND or ALS. And he was the guy who initiated the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah. And there was a there's a group, I can't remember what they're called, but they create AI and they're the ones who developed that app, probably. I yeah. think. Yeah. That oh wow. Rob Burrow uses. Hmm. Um and they used it on the the NFL on, a, on the NFL guy's voice and that's that's how they um, ended up doing that.
2: Yeah. No, it's brilliant. I mean, the, the losing the power of speech through whatever condition is, is debilitating. To see somebody, you know, who's somebody been so bright and, and verbose for all of their life to lose the power to communicate is devastating. So to give that least of life to anybody is brilliant. So mm. that's great.
0: Yeah, and his uh, physical attributes as well, of course, a very sporty fella, and mm. now um, confined to a wheelchair. But yeah, congratulations to um, uh, Kevin Sinfield, I'm just uh I'm getting tired thinking about doing one marathon. Yeah. To be honest.
2: And all the, every single one that he did was below the, the world average for a marathon as well. So yeah. there's no slouch. So yeah. yeah, it's a decent effort, is that?
0: Wow. We uh, so we had famous. some wood we've got a wood fired oven to to heat the apartment here. And um we had some wood delivered by um, the fiance's parents and uh it's boxes and boxes of it. And we're on the third floor and there's no lift right so half an hour later you're carrying up these boxes and you're done because I haven't done any exercise in in a month or so of, of lockdown so seven marathons in seven days I would be dead <laughs> I literally would be dead
2: just shows a level of fitness doesn't it that I mean he is an ex-pro but still it's <laughs> keeping that sort of level of fitness I'm playing football tomorrow night and I'm dreading it so I'll see how it goes
0: You've got you've got five a side back.
2: Yep, five a side tomorrow. Oh
0: that's good. Wow. Yeah. I wish we had that.
2: And I don't know how they're swinging it. Um, but I'm you know, I'm immune because 'cause I've had the virus, so uh, you know, I'll come play. Uh, I don't know what my lung capacity is gonna be like, but I'll try it.
1: So. You'll be even better next year when you get injected by Microsoft Outlook, you'll be fine, that's- then. you'll be running all
2: over. <laughs> <laughs> I can't connect, sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: You'll be, like, be like Clippy, dancing around. Say,
2: it looks like you're trying to install an
0: update. Yeah. It looks like you're trying to play five-a-side football. <laughs> <laughs> but failing miserably. The most
1: shocking news, I saw a good joke earlier, actually, was that the most shocking news from the Margaret getting in- injected with the vaccine, blesser will be that she'll probably become the first person to make Microsoft Edge her default browser. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nobody does that shit. <laughs> I'm feeling compelled to change my
0: stuff to my <laughs> default browser. I don't know why. <laughs> it, it could it could get you free free shit on Amazon every day. It could order it for free and deliver it, and could do that every day. I still wouldn't use it as my default browser. I've got no interest. I've got no fucking idea. <laughs> You what can, it is just fuck off
2: you can imagine going home and like oh I feel a bit weird I wonder if it's a side effect I'll just go I can't use Google must use Google
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear
2: but all jokes aside please take the vaccine if you're offered it's not yes. got a chip in it you stupid yes, idiots yes.
1: the government yeah. is not or Bill Gates and the government are not trying to control your whereabouts get yeah. the vaccine if you're offered it
0: indeed And on that note, we have a knock, knock, knock on the door and I'd like to welcome uh, Mr. Stephen Wignall, chair of uh, Marching Out Together. Welcome, uh, Wiggy, is that right? We're going to call you Wiggy? Yeah,
3: Wiki's
0: good Yeah, Wiggy's good. And you've just been voted in as the chairperson of Marching Out Together?
3: Yeah, uh, last Saturday, which is uh, bizarre. So we've been going just over three years and suddenly... I found myself as the chairperson, which yeah, he's good. I suppose. Congratulations! Congratulations!
0: Congrats Are you drunk me. on you drunk on the power? Have you have you?
3: you- uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I've made loads of changes. We're ready for rainbow laces, <laughs> and we're just going to go for it. Yeah, uh, find a few people,
1: hide a few more. And we're not in a bad place now. <laughs> And you've got some, you've got some new lights for Friday's game as well.
3: <laughs> it's, it's all looking good. Um, yeah. No, I think it's it's great. I think um, I, I would have never stood for chair if I didn't have such a, a strong team that's worked that works you know with marching out together and and one of the uh things I said was I'll I'll stand for chair but none of you guys can go anywhere or
0: (laughs) did the did the former chair refuse to leave and ask for uh, several recounts of the vote
3: I I dragged him out by his hair and made sure that he could not well well, I would have done but I'm not allowed with him or he wouldn't be (laughs) good
0: Radio. Right um a so, social distanced coup.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. One done via Zoom. How does that even work? Amazing.
0: One of those one one meter pickup sticks.
3: Just... It's just so 2020, isn't it? Is. it is.
0: The new normal. <laughs> so will you tell us a little bit about oh, yeah. um matching yeah, out together? I'm, then I'm, first. I'm,
3: yeah, so matching out together. There's been uh, just over three years now, uh, formed just uh, around the beginning of the 2017 season, uh, set up by two guys, uh, Leeds United season ticket holders, who wanted to set up an LGBT plus supports group for Leeds United. They approached the club, the club was really, really supportive uh, from day one. Put it on their socials, put it on their, you know, on their Twitter, on Facebook, on their website, asking people to get in touch. And that's kind of where I got involved. So I just dropped them a note uh, as a few did. We came together, we formed the group. And then since then we've been working really closely with the club on LGBT plus inclusion, both at Ellen Road, at Thor Parch, and as part of the wider football family. So yeah, it's been a, a really great three years.
0: Did you did you find it did you find the reaction overwhelmingly positive? to to marching out together to to when it uh when it was founded or or has there been a struggle and has it been difficult
3: i think so overwhelmingly yeah we've had a really positive reaction you're always going to get your idiots shall we say that's what we call them you're always going to get them uh, the socials have gone up tonight on, on rainbow races this weekend
1: <laughs> that's yes,
3: what they're, called, that's the that's they're the cunts. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, that's the one. So yeah, um, you're, you're always going to get them, and um, you know the socials have gone yeah. out tonight on on announcing our Rainbow Laces game for this weekend, and there is still a minority of people who are not happy about the situation. I'm not happy about us having a Rainbow Laces game, and I think uh, unfortunately you're always going to get them. But if I think back to day doc we. Um, we had an overwhelmingly positive response with a minority who uh, who were not happy about it. Uh, but what I would say throughout our whole um, tenure is our straight allies have been fantastic. It has not been us having to respond. Uh, generally, it's been our straight allies and uh, fans who have just jumped straight on it. And it's been fantastic to see the spot.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the most promising things about it is that if anything negative is said, that the response from the rest of the, the fan base is just immense. Like it, the, it's easy to belittle these people. Uh-huh. Because the, the, they're not the best of thought, that you know, uh, so it's quite easy to just poke holes in their arguments. Uh, and normally, the they complain about it having shoved down the throats, which I think is quite <laughs> homoerotic. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. A, that's
3: <laughs> I, think, I think the one tonight that made me chuckle is: are the players going to get on two knees this weekend? Which I thought was quite exciting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's quite clever, actually, for them. Yeah, whoa. That's a
3: good one for them. <laughs> Round of applause for that one. Um, yeah. Alex, you love holes in it. You're no, no, not me. Surely no. not. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: always love to have a bit of fun poking the bear, shall we say. Yeah, nah, guilty. <laughs> poking the badger. Yeah. Um that's it. I it, it more for me it always just they always just reinforce why why we're all why we're all kind of supporting it in the first place. Absolutely. Um, you know, clearly there's there's still a need, you know, that they they kind of suggesting that why should we be doing this? Well, Literally, you are the reason no, you just proved my exes. It.
3: It's you. <laughs> <Yeah>. they, they... <laughs> just make it really easy for us. It's, uh, yeah, it's, you love to see it. You're just like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, if something wound you that much up in life, like, get a grip. Like, it has absolutely no impact on anything. Um, mm. Uh, on you, just get on with watching the game if you're that bothered.
2: Oh, corner flags are a bit colourful today. I don't like that. What's going on?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and we could do with Jamie Vardy taking another out because I found that highly entertaining as well. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> I was loving was it. Great, I mean, obviously it? on, on mm. the socials to start, oh, he do not like it.
1: Stop being ridiculous! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like a corner flag. Mm. Yeah. I, th- I think the 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 whole movement's fantastic. I, I think I agree with you guys. It's so good that the fan base as a whole we can shout down these kind of ignorant, um, you know, uh, comments and things when they come through. Unfortunately, social media, being the cesspit, cesspit it is, um, is not particularly a pleasant place to read some comments sometimes. But I think it's important to take that step back and understand what the club and amazing campaigns like you know, amazing organisations like marching out together are doing to 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 increase awareness and fight for equality. I think it's magic. I was reading the statement earlier about the game against West West Ham. Obviously, we're going to have the warm-up T-shirts, the rainbow armbands uh, for the captains, pin badges. There's going to be the uh, LED across the perimeter boards on TV. So, fantastic work and uh, long may it continue. I think um, it's important we keep tackling these issues head on. Sport is an amazing platform to do that with a, a multi-diverse uh, and cultural audience across the world. So, yeah, fantastic work, Stephen, and uh, congratulations on your promotion. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, as I say, I'm really chuffed,
3: and I think you're right. It's it's about the you know as fighting for um, for inclusion for for everyone, and you know we we have this tagline, don't we? All leads that way, and it it seems that some of our fan base only like to use that when it suits them.
2: Yeah, there's an asterisk yeah. to including that. So it all leads that way, unless. Yeah.
3: Yeah, unless this, this, this and this, yeah. uh, which, which is crazy. But I think, you know, w- what is great is is the support of the club, is the support of our fan base um, and is the support of right from the top. I mean, Angus is absolutely fantastic and yeah. I, his door is always open to us. If we, uh, you know, we meet with him quite regularly. Uh, his door is always open to to listen to ideas. Um, you know, we had a period over the last couple of years where there, there isn't a specific diversity and inclusion officer in the club. That's changed now that we're in the Premier League. Um, so it means we can make even further strides in what we want to achieve over the next couple of years. So um, no, it's great. I think um, you know we 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 always take one step forward, a couple of steps back and then we we take even more steps forward. And I think that's just kind of life and, and we're you know we're cognizant and we're okay with that. Um, I think as long as we make a little bit of progress every year. We'll be uh, will be delighted.
0: So, in in my thinking, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, relatively, that um, that homosexuality was illegal, was mm. actually against the law, and there were there was the kind of coded messages that you you know a, a wink and a or an earring on the right ear or whatever. And and then even worse for me uh, is that it was considered a mental illness. Mm. So in general terms, I think we're moving, we've moved in the right direction as a society. Um, Do you think we've taken a few steps back in in recently in a few, in the last few years, or is is it still like quite moving in a positive direction?
3: Uh, I would say overall, we're moving in a positive direction. I think, you know, when we specifically talk about football, um, I don't think it's reflective of modern day society. Uh, the fact that we, uh, in the Premier League, in the EFL, um, there is no out gay player is definitely not a mirror image of society. There is gay men out there, uh, of course. I'm sat here, um, and. go on uh, wiki can you believe it I'm here I'm I'm queer get used to it and all of that (laughs) (laughs) but but it isn't reflective of society and I I, I was chatting yesterday on LUTV about this issue and and the fact that there is no gay players and and it's sad really like we're in 2020 and we still don't have an out player in any of the leagues that's crazy and I think you know the, the the When we talk about Leeds United, I am confident that if there was a a player in Leeds United that was gay, they would have the support of the dressing room. You see that team together, and they are a team, and they're behind each other for whatever (laughs) reason. Um, So I'm sure that it's about creating that supportive dressing room. Um, the, The stuff we do with the club at Thor Parch is around education for for the first team and and also our youth teams because Uh, I think it'll be a future generation that it will happen. I don't think it'll be any time soon, sadly, but we've just got to create that environment that people feel comfortable. And, you know, it's for me, it's the language that's used that will help people take that step. So, you know, if you've got a, a younger player who is maybe thinking about coming out, have they got the environment and the support that they can do it? And is the language in the dressing room reflective of, of modern society and by that I mean you know it's not acceptable to to be saying oh that's so gay for example yeah but younger people might not mm. understand that that you know can be offensive or can set someone back years in terms of their coming out
2: yeah, absolutely I mean it's uh, just thinking about the whole thing of players not being out I was watching a Sky Sports interview and Graham Souness was on there who to be fair to him he's fairly progressive in his views which is not what you'd expect and yeah. he did interviews. say <laughs> he did say that you know if there was a, a player you know who wanted to come out you know he should really speak to his agent he should speak to the chairman and say I want to get ahead of this it shouldn't be that complicated it shouldn't be that big a de- bigger deal it should just be something that announces who he is and that's and they should be comfortable with that and it's removing them stigmas to them barriers to just people being who they want to be and it's statistically impossible there is nobody in the league structure there's no male footballer in the in professional football that isn't actually gay
0: it's not possible. It's just, they're not comfortable to come forward. So So it's fairly common in the women's game for female players to, to come out and, and not have to go through this whole process that Alex is talking about, speaking to the agent, speaking to the, they just do it as a human being. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you think that um, perhaps um, uh, there is an element of the male toxicity around, around it? Yeah,
3: 100% would be my view. I think if you think about it, uh, the macho straight man loves the idea of lesbians and thinks, oh, that's great. Oh, it's so sexy. Ooh, 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 and all that. <laughs> Where, where they think of, you know, two gay men, that's disgusting, <laughs> da 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 And I think that does play out in, in the football world. You have, a, you know, that fantasy, shall we say, in terms of two women and it being nice and it being sexy uh, versus the the the, uh, the the two gay men thing. And I think it does play out and, yeah, I think it's played out in in the football clubs, like in terms of, yeah. you know, the, the being out gay women players and and no out gay men players.
2: So we need to just find male footballers a bit sexier. Yeah. And if, and there's a quality I, there. Yeah. yeah. I've got it. I've got it.
3: I've got it. It's, it's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> <for them. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Stephen did
1: you um, I mean I don't know if the club retained any kind of contact with I know he only made something like three or four appearances for us but obviously Robbie Rogers when he went over to America didn't he, he he kind of at the time if I recall and I think it was back in 2013 2014 he came out obviously as an openly gay footballer when he was kind of playing for LA Galaxy and obviously he he, as I say made a very brief Leeds United cameo in a career that span four massive four or five appearances for us. Do, do you retain any contact with him? Does he, has he been uh, you know considered as maybe an ambassador? Because I know he spoke quite candidly about it when he went over to America, which I know is a completely separate culture, um, and, and then that we've got over here in the Premier League and our football pyramid. But yeah, I didn't know if there's any been any contact with him or what, what your thoughts are on that. There's probably a bit of an exclusive here for your podcast, so. Uh, so a couple of things he's, he's our patron
3: and uh, he, he did some great work with us at the beginning in terms of our launch and and filming videos and things like that which was fantastic he then came over for a game a couple of seasons ago I can't remember the exact year uh, and walked the pitch and got a fantastic reception uh, and then kind of obviously he's in America he's doing his, his own thing and, and we haven't had much contact recently uh, until today so very today uh, we got in touch with we <laughs> Which, uh, so you get this cup, I not know I'm allowed to tell you, but I'm the chair, so no-one can tell me off, can there? <laughs> 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 hey, we got drunk on he's drunk and power, he's drunk. But yeah, we got in touch with him yesterday or today, and got a response today, and this was around doing some work with the Academy um, around LGBT plus History Month, which is in February, mm-hmm. so the Academy wanted him to do um, a video talking about, you know, being getting football and a, a, a real educational video that they want him to film that they'll then play with the with the academy so um, the academy manager down at Top Arch she's one of our biggest biggest advocates big, biggest biggest supporters um, she's really really passionate about LGBT plus inclusion and making sure that it's educated in the same way that racism is, is educated because I think a lot of the yeah. programmes that are put out there you know by the FA by others are heavily focused on racism um, and don't actually tackle uh, homophobia. Mm. Um, so she's really, really keen to rebalance that, and you know, not forget about racism. That is really, really important. But make sure that there is some LGBT plus inclusion as well that's talked about and and taught with younger players. So there's your exclusive. Robbie Rogers yeah. is going to work with the club on some uh, on some training for the academy.
0: Good stuff. Wonderful. Um, just, just. Quickly about um, about the FA. So I think it was six years ago they they appointed an equality board member who described homosexuality as detestable. I'm just wondering if any progress has been made with the FA, and and what how can things change, and and how can people like me, like a, a straight ally. And, and uh, uh, other people, how can they get involved to try and make sure that things get better?
3: Uh, so I think uh, has any progress been made at the FA? I don't know whether I'm right to, that or to be honest with you. That is a big question. That is a big question. Um, does anyone else want to try and answer that one?
0: No. Your response is saying more than you think it is. Ricky. <laughs> yeah,
3: probably. I think, it's, I think you only have to look recently to uh, to the chair of the FA leaving to say where the FA is at. And, uh, and I think mm. there's still a lot of work to do. I went I went to an, an England match, the one at Ellen Road, a couple of years ago, and... Um, as an FA guest, which was very nice, uh, and their their uh, tagline is uh, "for all," and mm. uh, I don't think uh, things could be further from the truth. I think no. they yeah.
0: for all they, they spelt they spelt fuck wrong.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally. That's exactly it. To be fair, it was a free bar though, so I was absolutely yeah, that right. um, <laughs> got pissed and told Greg Clark is a knowled. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, so that's that's how everybody else can get involved. Do exactly the same as yeah, that. So definitely. find Greg <laughs> <Fred> Clark, <laughs> a yeah. have yeah. a skinful. <laughs>
1: <Find something>. That's <laughs> the that's the second exclusive. Get to yeah, Clark, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 <Don't drink laughs> Clark. Um,
3: so yeah, I think in terms of of getting involved, um, our allies are really active with us on on Twitter, on uh, on the socials, on Facebook. Um, if you drop us a note with anything that you would like to um, to that you passionately want to get involved in we're all ears to really uh, to really tap into some of the potential out there so you know recently someone um Got in touch with us. Who's a bit of a, a graphic designer and wanted to do us some new um, some new badges and things like that. So that's fantastic. We've got them and they they're ordered now. So we've got some new badges coming, which is great. So I think we'll accept kind of any help is what we would say. Um, but our, the support the support from our allies on the on the socials is is key, and I think the support in the stand is absolutely key. So calling it out, yeah. If you see you know homophobia in the stands. You know, and you feel comfortable enough. Tackle the 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 uh, hmm. the problem head on. Tackle tackle then. the Would guy or or girl. Tackle them. Take him oh, out. Rugby, <laughs> rugby tackle him. Or two foot. Yeah. Foot, two Make Rob Burrow proud. Do <laughs> Yeah, we're absolutely happy. Uh, so no, tackle the issue head on if you feel comfortable. If you don't, speak to a steward uh, and, and report the issue. The law, there's also the text functionality there, and we're working with the club uh, to try and get that more prominent mm-hmm. because who remembers an 11-digit text number? Yeah. Not very many people. Yeah. Uh, so they, there's definitely work still to do, um, but I think from an allies mm-hmm. perspective, it, it's you know just showing your active support and, I think, Last year, if you think about laces, we did the guard of honor and we walked the pitch, um, and that was that was obviously um, gay people, lesbian people, but a lot were our straight allies mm. who were joining us to show support and solidarity. Um, and when I think back to Pride last last year, yeah. you know, we didn't have one this year, did we? I keep forgetting that. But I think to Pride last year, we. Um, we had we had probably about hundred people on the match with us, give or take. Again, made up of a lot of our straight allies out there showing support, having a voice. Yeah. Uh, and then we had a big piss up, which was fantastic. And watch Bristol two 0 There's a theme here, isn't it? Lights like get pissed. I was think there 2-0? is a I'm sky
2: van somewhere anyway. still <laughs> removing Matching not together stickers from the back window.
3: <laughs> oh my god! How funny was that? It was just the literally the whole Sky was covered in marching out together to and Legion <laughs> stickers. I bet they fucking hate us.
0: Sky TV is marching out. Sky TV. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> and I did, I did yeah, think we said that on the day, you know. <laughs> we definitely did. Yeah, we did. It was a it, it yeah, was a good it was. day. Uh, it's a shame it didn't happen this year, but I think uh, next year, hopefully we can come back um, bigger, stronger, more of us, and hopefully, and this is what was this is what really pissed me off this year. This year, there wouldn't have been a, a clash with the kickoff ah. of the season because it's a week after Pride. Is so that the EFL kicks off the week on Pride and the Premier League kicks off the week after, so there wouldn't have been a clash. So it'd have been bigger and better, but uh, we're still here, we're still healthy, so we mm. have got to better uh, yeah, exactly. take the positives.
0: Brilliant, okay. Um, thanks very much, Wiki. Um, so if you'd like to uh, uh, join up to be a member. Uh, does it cost anything? Is it free? Where do people go? Membership
3: is free. Uh, the pinned tweet on Twitter has the details in terms of getting your membership and joining out at the membership. Uh, or you can drop us an email at marchingouttogether uh, at gmail.com. Uh, we are marching out together on all the socials um, or marching out lufc on Twitter. Uh, so please, yeah, just get in touch. We are more than happy to... Um, to grow our membership, grow our uh, our Twitter following, our Facebook following, our Instagram, and all of that. Uh, so please get in touch. I think um, I, what I would say is, you know, if you if you're confused about your sexuality, you're not sure about going to Holland Road, there is people like you there. Um, so please get in touch, and and we're uh, we're a friendly bunch. We're, we're not all pissheads like me. Promise.
2: <laughs> I think that's one big thing as well to to add to what you just said. There is that. Meeting up before a game with a group of friendly people has been really good for a lot of people who've been scared to go to games because of you know, fear of discrimination, fear of anything like that. And I think that's what marching out, one of the massive powers that marching out together has got is that pre-game meetups everybody's safe and ticket exchanges to make sure people got tickets and things like that. It's making sure that anybody in the LGBT plus community can get to a game and feel comfortable there. And that's exactly what it's all about. So, so
3: yeah, and I think, you know, in, in this time and uh, something else people can get involved in, we always send it to our members is pre game, <coughs> pre game. Uh, we have a zoom call with our members uh, just for an hour, just to make sure that people feel connected and, um, people have still got the football family there. Uh, we talk about football, we talk about LGBT plus issues, and we just have a general laugh and and try to um, try to share the uh, pre-match experience via Zoom. It's not quite oh. the same, obviously, but no. it's something, and uh, and I think our members have really found it useful.
0: Lovely. Perfect. Amazing. Well, thank you very much, Wiggy. It was an absolute pleasure. Very funny. Uh, you were a very funny man. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely love what you're doing. Good
3: stuff. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, amazing, mate. Amazing pleasure. stuff.
0: Good stuff. Cheers, guys. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Wiggy. See you, Cheers, later, pal. Bye. Take Bye. care. Bye, Wiggy. That was nice. Wasn't bloke. It. He's
1: a good lad. Dude. Nice lad. Kind of jealous. I missed this. Uh, I can't admit jealous. I missed this uh, piss up thing. That it sounds like it was a bit of a, uh, an event, Alex. <laughs>
2: I was. It was fantastic. I mean, the, how they managed to organise that and get a, the hired out the a bar on Lower Brigitte, I think it was. Which was absolutely teamed with people, and we would got the top floor of it to watch the Bristol game. It was just it was just fantastic. It's it, great to spend. Really good group of people, and I, I would say to anybody, straight allies, uh, allies, straight allies, anybody to get involved with the stuff that they're doing because it's great to show that inclusion. It's not just for LGBT plus. If you're an ally,
0: you're part of that plus. So it's just, just get involved and uh, help the guys. Excellent. Okay. I think that's just about it. Um, <clears throat> we could talk about San Marino in England, but I feel like nobody cares. No, don't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> Calvin Phillips <laughs> playing uh, <laughs> playing as part of a, a double man CDM combination to win one nil away. <laughs> yeah. So that
0: was your Roaring Peacock main cast number 13. Unlucky for some, hopefully not Leeds uh, on Friday night. Uh, you can uh, join us for the match preview where Alex will continue his losing streak <laughs> now losing ten nine. But I, I got Bamford the, as a scar. so yeah. You that. did you, you did. You got a point. Yeah, okay. You got a point for that. You're still losing ten nine. All right. <laughs> and um yeah, you, you can you can find all our Twitter tags in the um, in the podcast description. Uh, or the uh, the YouTube description. So my name's Adonis. You know me as the Adolites and it's a very goodbye from me. And it's also a very goodbye from Rob.
1: See you later. Thanks for having me.
0: And a very goodbye from our Riot Badger. Goodbye. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> Most of our stats come from LUFC stats or LUFC data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan, and Howard, Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon, and Rob, The Light Show, and all our family and friends.